0: Hey guys, it's been a little while since I've posted an episode Some technical difficulties, I had a wrong click there Had a full episode recorded for a really great movie, a Jules Dassin movie called Brute Force You know Brute Force, it's this one right here Let's hear it from Burt Lancaster Nothing's okay It never was and it never will be Not till we're out You get that? Out and somehow I deleted half of it and I just haven't had the heart to go back and try to fix it. So this is going to be a quick interlude episode. I'm going to go back and finish the, you know, I pretty much have to re-record about 20 minutes of the uh, Brute Force episode, but this particular little interlude, I think I wanted to talk about why I got into or how I got into classic cinema. I, I know a lot of people that just don't get into classic cinema. And in fact, matter of fact, if it's black and white, they don't want to watch it, you know. I've just heard that too many times. Well, this is boring. My mother-in-law one time, she said, and and she's not not against classic cinema. I mean, she was, the movies that came on when she was a kid would be considered classic cinema now. So she's not against it. But I was shocked one time because I was watching Rope, the Alfred Hitchcock movie Rope, starring Jimmy Stewart. And I explained that he had done something very interesting in that movie where he had, Toyed with the idea of a one-shot movie. Doing the whole thing in real time. The movie actually doesn't go one shot. It's not actually done in real time, but it looks like it does. I think there are one or two cuts in the movie, but you can't, but, but they're imperceptible. So like the, the camera will pan up on the wall, and, uh, and as it's panning along, there actually will be a cut in there, but, it, but it's made to look like it doesn't. So the, the movie's made to seem like it's one cut. So I was explaining to her, it's really cool because the whole thing happens in that room. They never leave that room. And she said, boring. And I was kind of surprised because, well, she's, uh, th- this was the kind of movie that came out when she was, you know, I mean, she. that was a little bit before her time, but but not, not that far. And so, uh, and, and I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of my contemporaries, and they, well, I'm I'm not into classic cinema. You know, I don't, I don't like old movies. They're boring. I saw somebody on Twitter. I don't know who he is, and it doesn't matter. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to call him out or anything. But he said something about, uh, here's a brave but uh, bold uh, statement of truth. Nobody really likes black and white movies. They just pretend they do. No, or he didn't say black and white. He said, nobody really likes old movies. They just pretend they do. And I was kind of surprised by that. I, I've said that kind of thing about certain things because we've all seen it. We've all seen the Emperor's New Clothes type of thing where everybody's pretending they like something. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> you don't really like this, do you? Um, you know, this this sort of this... There's sort of this idea behind like, well, I'm very cultured if I like this kind of thing. And, but it doesn't last. It's not something that sticks with you. You know, if there's these trends that, oh, man, this is great, but, but they don't last. Whereas classic cinema really does last. And, and Turner Classic movies and things like that, they, they, have, they have lasted. They've stood the test of time. There's some really, really great movies. There's some bad movies. Just like today, there are bad movies. But, they, but there are some great movies. So when I was a kid, and I, and I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and when I was a kid, we didn't have Turner Classic movies. It wasn't a thing yet. Um, it, it did become a thing by the time I was a, by the time I was a teenager, I think, uh, somewhere around that time, or, or a very young adult. But I started my journey toward classic movies when my dad took me to Blockbuster video. And Blockbuster was the place where your dreams came true. Blockbuster was was the be-all and end-all. If you got to go to Blockbuster on Friday night, it was going to be a good weekend. It was going to be a good night. And we appreciated every movie we got because we didn't have streaming. And so I remember when he told me, well, these movies are good. And it was the Alfred Hitchcock selection, or they had a whole wall of Alfred Hitchcock and we started renting them. And there's so many of them. There's so many good ones. I don't remember exactly which ones we started with. We probably maybe started with the Jimmy Stewart movies. The ones like Rear Window and Rope and The Man Who Knew Too Much and Vertigo. Just movies that have absolutely stood the test of time. And then probably the Cary Grant movies, North by Northwest and some things like that. I'm, uh, I'm not sure if To Catch a Thief was, uh, was one of them. Uh, was that a Hitchcock? I'd have to go back and look, but but movies like that, and then there's some with Peter Lorre, and then you have the Thirty Nine Steps, and uh, and uh, Strangers on a Train, and there's just a lot, lot. And so that was really my start. You know, lots of those movies really got me in my start toward classic books. I'm like, man, all right, these movies are good. These movies are good. They 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 sort of rely on dialogue a little more, and and uh, and and they have to have a good story because there's no there's no big budget explosions, and and you know, that was, that was before CGI, but, uh, uh, but th- there was no big budget explosions and things like that. So even the movie I was watching at the time, you know, new movies didn't have CGI because it was CGI wasn't a thing yet. But, uh, but the point is they didn't, they didn't have giant budgets. They didn't spend giant budgets back then really. And so from there, I really wanted to watch as many, obviously Alfred Hitchcock movies as possible, but I wanted to watch as many Carry Grant and as many Jimmy Stewart movies as possible. I love those guys. And somewhere along the line, I discovered Sidney Poitier, and I wanted to watch all of his movies. I loved all the movies that I watched from him. Um, they call me Mister Tibbs, and In the Heat of the Night, and, and and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and some of those. And that was sort of it for me for classic movies. I, I didn't necessarily know any other classic movies. I didn't know any stars or anything like that. Eventually, uh, as the years passed. I discovered Humphrey Bogart and just the joy of Humphrey Bogart movies. And along with Humphrey Bogart, Bor- uh, Lauren Bacall. So I th- I'm pretty sure it was probably Turner Classic Movies that turned me on to it. But I, uh, I watched Casablanca and uh, To Have and Have Not. And I watched, um, uh, what was it, Dark Passage. And just, just I, I got to the point where I, I think I watched 25 or 30 Humphrey Bogart movies, because I said, okay, you know what, this guy's great too, so I'm going to watch all of Humphrey Bogart's movies, and of course, uh, Lauren Bacall, and, uh, and along the way, Ingrid Bergman, who was his co-star in Casablanca, I also, uh, somewhere along the line, around that time frame, watched Notorious, which was, I already loved Cary Grant and, um, and uh, Alfred Hitchcock, but somehow I had missed Notorious when I, when I went through watching all the Hitchcock titles from Blockbuster when I was younger. And so uh, there was an Ingrid Bergman and a Cary Grant. Uh, in fact, a film noir, I think. I don't know. There's some argument about film noir, whether that's... I'll talk about that in a later interlude. And so from there, I also discovered Jack Lemmon. I'm not sure how. Probably probably there was a Jack Lemmon night on, on Turner Classic Movies. I knew who he was because I watched Grumpy Old Men, but I didn't know who he was when he was young. And I watched all those movies, how to uh, what is that? There's one called How to Kill Your Wife, and there's the apartment. There's just a lot of a lot of. They're always they're always very funny. They're always very sort of tongue in cheek. Um, and, uh, and and they were they were really funny, and I really loved them And eventually, and I, I wish I could remember what introduced me to film noir. I, I just can't remember. I don't remember the first film noir I watched. It was probably a Bogart movie because I was watching all the Bogart movies. I didn't know. I probably didn't know it was it was a it was a film noir when I watched it. But maybe it was the Maltese Falcon um maybe I'm not sure um you know obviously bogey made a few made a a good handful of uh films noir and then of course, along the line somewhere I picked up eddie muller's um noir alley of course that's that's just been these last three or four years here that that's that's really that's that's really a fairly recent thing um if you haven't if you haven't gotten on board with with noir alley every Every Saturday night at midnight Eastern, and uh, Sunday morning the replay. I think at nine or is it ten? Uh, yeah, ten o'clock Eastern. I don't know. Usually, usually I watch the Saturday night or I DVR it. But that right there, because you get the background, you get the you get Eddie's thoughts on it, and from there, I discovered so many so many great great actors and actresses and and just just these mainstays that show up in film noir. And obviously, I discovered. Well, you see Robert Ryan in every every third film noir. You know Edmund O'Brien, Ida Lupino shows up all these a uh, bunch of times, and, and 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 you also have a bunch of movies with with a bunch of no names that you don't you don't you know you don't know this guy. Peter Lorre's there all the time. Uh, uh, Elisha Cook, Jr. Or uh, you know shows up and dies in in pretty much every film noir ever made. <laughs> uh, and 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 from there I discovered Burt Lancaster, and Lancaster became. I ha I it's so hard to say my favorite, but he is he's got to be my favorite. Uh there's just nobody like Lancaster. And I could change my mind in time, but oof, it just seems like there's a safe bet that Burt Lancaster is probably the guy. And uh and George Raft. And of course you see Bogart showing up in all these. And uh and uh, just so so many names that you see over and over again. Van Heflin shows up. And just a a bunch of names, Joan Crawford and Fred McMurray, Barbara Stanwyck and um, uh, Edward G. Robinson. And I know there's as soon as I go back and listen to this, there's going to be some somebody that I missed, Robert Mitchum. But I mean, there are a lot of a lot of names that just show up um, a lot. Um, What's his name? Robert uh, Widmark. Uh, Is his name? Widmark. Am I saying the name right? Robert Widmark. Somehow it doesn't seem right. Somehow I've got uh Robert Siodmak in my head, but that's a director. Uh Woodmark's gotta be right. If not, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. The guy the guy from Kiss of Death that says uh we gotta be pals. That was my <laughs> That's my impression of the psycho uh Tommy Udo from uh from Kiss of Death, you know. This is my pal. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh and he was in uh, Night in the City. So good. Gosh, so good. And um and so yeah, just a lot of these, a lot of these characters, and, and so I started started recognizing characters that I that, that weren't these mainstream actors. A lot of those, a lot of those actors were famous, but a lot of them weren't necessarily super super well known. Or if they weren't well known, even if they were, they, they haven't really stood the time. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know how many people, you know, coworkers I could say. Yeah, I watched a Jules Dassin movie, and they're going to know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know how many people are going to know who Robert Mitchum was. You know, they, I'm sure they probably heard of Burt Lancaster and Humphrey Bogart. Uh, are they going to know who Robert Ryan was? He made so many good movies, played so many good good characters, and and a lot of bad bad characters. You know, but but these are the one, these are the names I started to recognize. I started to recognize directors. You know, you start you start you start realizing that uh, you know I like this movie and I like that movie and I like that movie. Well, those were all either. Robert C. O- C. O- Mac movies or or uh, Howard Hawks or um Jules Dassin or maybe you know these were all RKO um productions and or these were all uh uh AI bizarrities uh, you know as a, as a writer you just start to see these themes these things that that you start to recognize and you go, okay I'm going to look up some more of those I'm gonna look up more uh, you know movies that, that that he did or you start to recognize well this this author wrote that right so uh, well the postman always rings twice was James M Kane and you know that was based off of one of his novels and uh, so was uh, double indemnity and so was um, Mildred Pierce and so there, there's just a lot of a lot of things that sort of just you start to hear the same names again when you when you really dive into this genre, and uh, and it's really really fun and and it's it's really particularly in this day and age where I don't have to go to flea markets and I don't have to go to you know cons and things like that to try to to try to find you know and and uh, yard sales to try to find these movies. Um, a lot of them are, are available. Well, first off, there's eBay and there's Amazon, and Criterion is 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 remastering a bunch of these for 4K. And, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm loving that there's, a, there's a, a, a sort of a renaissance of physical media because I love the packaging. You know, I think it's really cool and it's really great that I can get these movies on digital. I mean, that's great. I've got a massive collection on, on Vudu. But one of the things that I was like, like today, for instance, I was, just, I was just kind of pondering, do I need to pick up this Double Indemnity Blu-ray? It's one of my favorite movies. And I've got a massive collection of Blu-rays Usually, usually they're Criterion or or something else. I don't I don't like to buy them if they are just the movie. I you know I like to I like to have a bunch of extras. I need to make sure there's some commentaries in it, some background, you know, some featurettes and things like that, so that I can really dive into the movie and and really understand what was going on in the background there. And so I don't buy Blu-rays if they if they have you know if they're if it's just the movie you know if it's just the just bare bones because in that case I might as well just. Use you know I might as well just purchase the digital, and so I've got a lot of movies on digital on Vudu. I've got a lot of movies that I personally have uh, digital on my own, like old DVDs and things like that that uh, I just have the files for because those DVDs are going to wear out. So you convert them to MP4 and hope your hope your laptop doesn't crash. Uh, but I really really love the packaging. I like having it on the on the on the wall, you know, having it on my shelf, and I like pulling it out and looking. And and I like diving in and looking at all the special features. So I was looking today, at this um, at this Double Indemnity Blu-ray. It's got a couple of commentaries on it. Yeah, I've got the movie on 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 Voodoo, but this one has the commentaries and this one has the featurette on film noir and it has this uh, intro from Robert Osborne. And I'm like, all right, I I think I need to get that. So that that's that's where I am. That's the place that I am right now. I read every book I can on film noir. Uh, obviously, I I'm. I I try to support Eddie Muller's foundation, the Film Noir, Film Noir Foundation. I pay dues for it every year. I read the publications they put out, which are fantastic, by the way. The Noir City they put one out I think every every three months, and it's it's well worth the read. Um, and I also I also try I make a, I make an effort to buy a a Blu Ray copy of all of the movies they've remastered, and usually they they they're pretty chock full of. Uh, of extras as well. So that's where I am. That's, that's the state of, of my, my journey for classic movies. Uh, I would say 95% of, of the classic films that I watch are film noir. They are movies that are between 1940 and 1959. They're in the crime or, or drama genre. They're generally considered film noir, but, but not always, you know, there, there's, there's, there are some that are just. I mean, I I just watched some classic movies. I mean, you know, uh, just recently here, I watched it was well, it was Christmas time, and I watched Christmas in Connecticut, the the Barbara Stanwick uh, Stanwick one, and uh, that was that was really good. Uh, what I watched the other day, King Solomon's Mines came on. I watched that. That was nineteen fifty. That's not a, that's not a noir. I watched, Sabrina. Not the teenage witch. But the uh, the Humphrey Bogart movie with uh I mean it's it's not a not a it's not a noir at all. It's more of a just a romantic comedy type of thing. Um and so so I you know, I still watch I still watch classic movies that aren't in the noir uh category. And uh but that's where I am. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I, I generally a couple times a week will look around and see if there's if there's something streaming, something coming on, I, I I use the Sling TV thing just because I it's cheap and there's no contract and I like to I like to see what's on the programming side of things, Turner Classic movies and things like that. And I, I gotta have access to, to Noir Alley on, on Saturday nights. So there's that. And then if and if I haven't watched any noir during the week, at the very least, I'm gonna watch what Eddie's Eddie's showing on, on Saturday nights. Except for last week. When, for some reason, the streaming platforms didn't have access to it, and it was uh was it the movie the Strange Affair of Uncle Styles, or something like that? was it Styles or Harry <laughs> Uncle Harry or Uncle Styles? I don't know the name of it, and it definitely wasn't Harry Styles, but it was one of those anyway uh so i I didn't get to see that one but uh but generally i will I will watch it. I tuned in for that one, and it just sort of blocked us out because. We didn't have access, us sling TV people. But, uh, but yeah, that's my journey. That's, why, that's how I started to love classic cinema. I still love classic cinema. The guy on Twitter who said that nobody really likes old movies, you're wrong. You just have to find the right ones. And honestly, dear God, you got to put your phone away. You can't be scrolling your phone looking at Facebook or whatever you do, Instagram, whatever. Whatever the kids are doing these days, you can't do that and watch a classic movie. It's just not going to work. You really can't do that with any movie. You're not going to appreciate any movie if you do that. But but please, focus on the movie. You know, focus on what's happening. Learn the characters' names for God's sake. Pay attention to it. And you don't have to do what I do. You don't always have to get all the extras and dive in and pay attention and you know try to try to get the background and and everything on everybody. But but if you do, I mean that's all that's all the better. So uh, so I think the more you put into it is the more you're going to get out of it. And um, and that's that's what I try to do particularly with uh, with classic cinema. So, all right. So I just wanted to, um, just wanted to update you guys, give you a little, give you a little something there and, uh, I'll get this, I'll get this other episode re-recorded, try to figure out what went wrong with half of it, uh, disappearing there and, uh, and we'll roll from there. So thanks for listening. Have a great one and turn your phone off when you watch the movie.